We've taken Akaba. Taken Akaba? Who has? We have. Our side in this war has. The Wogs have. We have. He likes your lemonade. Okay. Hi, everybody. Oh, jeez. This is a great way to start the Fun fact, an episode I was just listening to, Yeah. the exact same thing happens. Like, let's start, and then Jeff starts That's coughing. That's when I start dying. Like, your body decided that it needed oh, to cough. Oh, my body doesn't like me. No, it's Jeff's turn to be sick. For, you're very rarely sick on the I, podcast. I'm always sick. That's true. You usually are. I'm I, sick all the time. I only get sick once a year, and it's generally this exact same time. <laughs> It's when the seasons should start changing and the time change is coming. And, and my body's like, no, no, no you know, no. it's bad enough. Time is going to change and weather's going to change. And I'm going to make you a live your life a living hell by not liking it. But my I'm going to make hurts. you sick. You're sick and my skin hurts because yeah. my, my skin's, skin's really so dry. mad. Colin, how are you? Are you sick? Colin's good. Thumbs up. He's doing art history. So speaking homework. of uh, skin being dry, you know what and makes your skin dry? dry? Like the desert. And the desert like Arabia. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is number seven on our list. Yay. Lawrence of Arabia from 1962. Yay. <laughs> P- rated PG. This says it's three hours and 36 minutes. The one we watched was three hours and 47, 47 minutes. With uh, yeah, with uh, Overture. Do you think they take out the Overture and the intermission? They might. Intermission? Intermission? They might have. It's an adventure biography drama film. It has an 8.4 out of 10 <laughs> and a 1.5 Collins is making score. weird noises in the did background. What did you do? <laughs> Oh, like there's a weird growl. <laughs> Sorry. Starring Peter O'Toole, Alec Guinness, Anthony Quinn, Jack Hawkins, Omar Sharif, Jose Ferrer. That's about it. Did you oh, and Claude the, Rains. Did you list the Metascore for this one? I did. It's 100. Okay. 100. I know Roger Ebert gave this a four out of four. It is Steven Spielberg's favorite movie. Yep. Which, and uh, one of the things that I know, I and I don't, because I'm totally, there's a lot of the, like, the one trivia fact that I seemed very interested in. By the way, guys, I'm very sorry. I, words are not always coming out of my voice when I try yeah, to Yeah, he, like, them. talks and it goes, <sighs> And the words aren't happening. So I'm not going to talk much in this episode. Okay, I'm going to talk. You can talk. Um, You know what? Let me just do my awards real quick, and then okay. I'll let you talk and do your okay. stuff. Um, so the big deal about this movie is, is that it had 10 Oscars nominations uh and it won all but what like three of them one two yeah all but three so it won seven oscar nominations and one of them trivia fact they forgot to submit the costume designer's name so it didn't get nominated for best costume damn yep way to go yep that's literally what happened uh the uh the oscars that it was nominated for but didn't win were best actor in a leading role for peter o'toole which kind of sucks because he did a good job yeah best actor in a supporting role for omar sheriff Sharif, uh, and then best writing screenplay based on a material from another media. It won best picture, best director, best cinematography for color, best art direction, set direction for color, best sound, best film editing, and then best musical store. You, uh, score, not musical store. That's weird. Um, 
if the the theme from Lawrence of Arabia, if you've if you've never heard it, once you hear it, you'll realize you'll, you've heard you'll it. know you because it gets used in other movies. Mm-hmm. I swear it's used in the Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Probably, I'm almost positive it is, uh, or at least a motif of it is used in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're out in the sand. Because generally, whenever yeah. it's like a vista of well, sand and John Williams and, steals from everyone. Oh yeah, so. he does. He totally does. I wouldn't be surprised if he completely stole it from here. Um, and then the film was entered into the National Film Registry in 1991. So it's a very pretty looking film. Um, it looks gorgeous, and it, I'm glad it won. Now, yeah. one the one of the funny things that I found, um, uh, one of the two writers uh, was awarded the Oscar uh, late. I think it was Michael Wilson, um, because I think we discussed this on Bridge Over the River Kwai. Yeah, that because he was um, he was blacklisted. Yep. During the McCarthy trials. And he didn't get the award till later. Right. So. Right. And someone on this movie didn't see a royalty check until 1967. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's great. That's crazy. It took that long for that to get to. All right. So that's all I have for awards. Okay. Um, no inflation nation. No, no Jeff goes, I'm not doing inflation nation. There was one. There was I'm not one. converting British pounds. Yeah. Because they wanted <laughs> what? Tw- they wanted 20,000 pounds for him. I think yeah, was or something or like something. that. I'm like, yeah. A, I'm not going to convert that to US dollars and then do an inflation from 19. I think this is supposed to be. I know the beginning is in 35. But it goes back. I think the real life situation was in right. like 1920 sometime. So it's like I'm not. I'm not doing that. So sorry, I did not do Inflation Nation unless it's in U.S. dollars. I'm not. I'm not gonna touch. Fair for enough. The last six movies. So Peter O'Toole claims he never viewed the film until nearly two years after its original release, and he was highly impressed with it. <laughs> Which is good. Glad he was impressed with his own movie. Um. Let's see. Alec Guinness was made up to look like the rear, the real Faisal as close as possible when they were shooting in Jordan. Several people who knew the man mistook him for the real thing. Huh. That's nuts. Um, the film was banned in many Arab countries as they felt they were misrepresented. Omar Sharif arranged with President Gamal Abdel Nassar of Egypt to view the film to show him there was nothing wrong with the way they were portrayed. Nassar loved the film and allowed it to be released in Egypt, where it went on to become a monster hit. <laughs> Um, the film while when filming in Jordan, when filming hard. in Jordan, every drop of water for the production was brought in by truck from the nearest well, 150 miles away. To film Omar Sharif's entrance through a mirage, Freddie Young used a special 482-millimeter lens from Panavision. Panavision still has this lens, and it is known among cinematographers as the David Lean lens. It was created specifically for the shot and has not been used since. Sorry, this was directed by David Lean, mm. by the way. We did, And Sam Spiegel produced it. Whom, um, the writers of the same writers from Bridge on the River Kwai, I believe, uh, was one of the things I saw. Because they wanted to write, they wanted to work again. Right. Or Lean, or who was, I know there's, the, the people behind this are the same people who worked on River Kwai. I'll For the 1989 reconstruction and restoration, many scenes of dialogue were missing. As a result, Peter O'Toole and a number of living principals returned and re-recorded dialogue for more than 20 years previously. Which is nuts. For principals who were who had died in the intervening years, sounded like actors were employed. Um, let's see. It was in pre-production for two years and then took 14 months to film. 14 months is it was longer. It took longer to film this movie than it took for the actual T.E. Lawrence 
to go from major to colonel and do all the stuff he did in the movie. Um, let's see. Yes, the town of Aguaba was created in a dried riverbed in southern Spain, consisting of over 300 buildings. They had to relocate to Spain because a lot of people kept getting sick. They're on the... Um, they uh, laid tw- uh, two miles of train track in the desert to film that stuff. That was not pre-existing. That's crazy. Um, let's see. Oh, soldiers from the Moroccan army were employed as extras without pay, which they understandably resented. During off hours, they actually took pot shots at the cast and crew, David Lean included. Others deserted between takes and never came back. Let's see. Yes. So long was the production schedule that Sam Spiegel insisted on a two-month break. This afforded him the chance to find a filming location that was less arduous than Jordan, ultimately settling on Spain. Anthony Quinn, Anthony Quayle, Alec Guinness, and Omar Sharif all took advantage of the break to work on other films. Hmm. They were even doing that back then. Yep. They do that nowadays a lot more. Yeah, they do. David Lean watched John Ford's The Searchers time after time for inspiration. Jeff pointed that out early in the movie when we were watching it. Yeah, that they, they it's, and it's, it's funny because like a lot of the wide shots of the desert is obviously it's it's very much so inspired by The Searchers for like their establishing vistas of the West. It's cool. Apparently, Peter O'Toole got drunk a lot on this on the set. And at one point, they um, or he was like strapped to his camel because he was drunk. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm kind of scanning through because I'm trying not to just like read every single thing. Blah 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 blah. Sports. Sports. <laughs> um, let's go down to the spoiler stuff. There's a lot of like um things that were an, an issue with uh, T. E. Lawrence's brother. Not, like, approving of stuff and not letting them use the actual biography and the name of the biography, which is, like, I think it was called Seven Pillars of Wisdom. Although 227 minutes long, this film has no women in speaking roles. It is reportedly the longest film not to have any dialogue spoken by a woman. Peter O'Toole claimed that he learned more from acting about acting from his few days of filming with Jose Ferrer than he did in all his years at drama school. Speaking of Jose Ferrer, he initially was very unsatisfied with the small part he was offered. He only accepted on the condition that he be paid $25,000, more than Peter O'Toole and Omar Sharif combined, plus a factory-made Porsche. Ironically, he has once said about his tiny role that he considered it to be the finest acting of his career. <laughs> Peter O'Toole is considerably taller and better looking than the real T.E. Lawrence. Six foot two to Lawrence's real life height of five five, which is how tall I am. Mm-hmm. Noel Coward is rumored to have said on the se- on seeing the premiere, if he'd been any pre- prettier, it had been called it would have been called Florence of Arabia. <laughs> Peter, young Peter O'Toole was very pretty, like just mm-hmm. he was very pretty. He, he was. He, he had was like kind of a blonde boy. hair and bright yeah. blue eyes and almost very like, dark eyelashes. Almost like a blonde highlights. Almost. Yeah. Kind of it was weird. very. Yeah. Like I know that wasn't it, but it looked like that. Oh, the drunk camel story. Okay. So, 
Yes, it is called The Seven Pillars of Wisdom. I found it. In an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno in 1992, Peter O'Toole confessed quite proudly that out of fear of falling off during a big camel riding scene, he and Omar Sharif decided to get absolutely hammered and then tied themselves down on the camels before shooting. By his own admission, he was so drunk that he had no idea where he was or what he was doing for the entire scene of the attack on Agaba. (laughs) Also, he nearly died at the very first shot. Um, of the movie because the gun they used to signal the beginning of a scene mm-hmm. went off early and spooked his camel and the camel dumped him off and then all the extras thinking the scene had started charged and with all their horses and the camel stood over Peter O'Toole and essentially protected him from getting trampled. That's crazy. Yep. See, animals, good. Mm-hmm. People, bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The only studio set built for the film was the crypt in St. Paul's Cathedral, London, home of T.E. Lawrence's Bronze Memorial. The motorcycle he was riding when he was killed is a bro superior. He owned seven of them. And let's see. Despite the fictional elements, many people who watched this film acknowledged the fact that the film did correctly portray the honest intentions of Lawrence of Arabia in giving freedom to Arabs. Huh. The end. So... um. <clears throat> Thoughts about this movie? I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I was a little gun shy because it's almost four hours long. Yeah. And as we all know, we don't always do well with the really long movies. We start getting a little But the truth is, is I feel better having watched all these longer movies mm-hmm. that when we rewatch Ben-Hur, it'll yep. be it'll, it, about it's okay. two weeks when we watch Ben-Hur. Yeah, exactly. It'll be okay at that point. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, no, because we've done long movies. We're also more mature as film watchers yes, than we, we are. were. Um. Yeah, I liked it. Did not feel like almost four hours. There was no. always something going on. Like I said at one point, I've never, I was never watching the movie and going, can we get on with it? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't so boring at any point. I know I read at one point that like the director made a cut of the movie that was three hours. That was, it was like, yeah, it was like 180 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, three hours basically, like 188 minutes. And. Because a lot of people complained about how long it took to get, quote unquote, the story going or like how long it took to get through the movie. So I know that there was a cut that was shorter. These versions, the ones that they restored in the 80s and stuff. And 2012. And the 2012 are the one, are the closest to the director's cut. The and original cut, and I, I liked say. it. Like, and I understand why it's on the list, and I understand. Mm-hmm. I guess, I do actually understand why it's got a 100 Metascore, because it's there's no pacing issues that no. I I felt. Colin, did you feel there's pacing issues? No, Colin says no. It looks gorgeous. It's yeah, it's really pretty. Every it's, shot looked gorgeous. You know, it was well acted. It was filmed well. It was it was just a good movie. It deserved all the Oscars. Oh yeah, it, it deserves to be here on the list this high up. Oh yeah. This is Steven Spielberg's favorite movie. I'm not sure if I said that on the mic or not, but... It's just... It's a well-done, well-rounded yeah. film. It completely makes sense as to why it's... Yeah, like you said, why it's as on the list long, and why it's as high as it is. As long as this movie was, I would rewatch this. Mm-hmm. I would own this and rewatch it. This would I, be a good... I need to get stuff done. I'm putting this on in the background To movie. kill a night, basically. Oh, yeah. Of just one movie playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. good. I think Peter O'Toole acted really well. Alec Guinness is almost unrecognizable until yeah. he opens his mouth. And then you hear Obi-Wan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are pretty good about the Obi-Wan jokes this time, unlike when we watch Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's, I, I can, I get it. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not like disappointed that it took me so long to watch it. I'm not, oh, here. no, I'm not like, oh, why didn't I watch this sooner? Right. It's, like, oh, I've been missing out on so yeah, much. No, it was, it was, it was a quality film. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. 
And it was just, yeah, well done all around. And I'm glad that it's on the list. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I, I probably wouldn't put it any higher than where it's at. I like it being no, in like the bottom 10. looking at what's above it, or the, top the top 10. The top 10. Top 10. Looking at what's half. above it. No, I think it's okay where it is. Because we're like gone with the wind and. Yeah, I'm glad that. I'm, yeah, I'm glad it's above Ben Hur and Sparta because I'm thinking of other big Long. sweeping epic films we watched. Because like, okay, I know Schindler's List is considered an epic. I don't think Schindler's List is an epic. Mm-hmm. That's not how I classify an epic. Gone with the Wind is an epic. Yeah, this is an epic. Yeah. Ben Hur is an epic. Spartacus is an epic. Searchers could almost be an epic if yeah. westerns got classified as such. Right, right. But like, let's look at what else we've got on the list because we're. Too short to end this episode already. Yeah, we're so let's look 15 at fifteen minutes in. So yeah, Ben Hur is an epic. I don't know platoon. No, platoon's not long enough. Nah. But like Apocalypse Now, I'm gonna use our own definite, like our make our own definition of epic. What let's is your, at, like, what is your definition long, of epic? Long films, okay. obviously, very like pushing like three. Titanic is an epic, mm-hmm. pushing the three hour mark, like sitting right at it or just shy of it. Mm-hmm. Where it tells a really grand, sweeping story of a, like, journey. Got it. Like, journey, I think, is important to epic. Would you agree, Colin, that journey is important to epics? Why are you being all silent about it? You can come over I'll here and give your out. opinion. But, would, like, epics are journey-related. Yeah, I guess you would say when you classify an epic, I would classify it as a journey of going from one point to the other. And Don't I touch think the mic stand. This... I think this film would definitely be classified as an epic because okay. it is you not it's not only a journey for Lawrence just going from one point right. to the other doing this expedition or whatever he's doing um but it is just kind of the journey of himself seeing his transformation of you know he wasn't really associated himself as a british officer yeah and then to move into almost an arab culture well yeah and he seemed thing. like he had kind of like he was kind of directionless almost and, and then they when he send comes him out back yeah when he comes back i think it was like you definitely see that change he's like he no longer wants to associate himself so much with everything right like, he comes in he asks for a glass of lemonade <laughs> But he gives it to the boy. He gives it. To no, they get two. They get two. Yeah. But, but he, the first one he gets, he could have been shelter. He gives yeah. it to the boy. Yeah. He doesn't care about you know these riches or anything mm-hmm. like that. He just cares about other people. Yeah, and when he wants to leave, it's because he wants to go home because he failed them as yep. a people, not because he's you know oh right. I've done I'm enough. Done. Yeah. I'm good. I can go home. Well, because again, there's that line in the movie where. Um, when when Lawrence is done, he'll go. Now, you know what is the guy's? I'm blanking on his name. I need to look it up. Oh crap! He also makes the comment early in the movie where it's like, "I won't drink until you drink." Right. Uh, yeah. He yeah. does that too. Like the first guy that he goes out with before he finds all the other uh, the other guys. Yeah, Auda, who's played by Anthony Quinn. Yep. When he you know he gets his horses and whatnot, and he's he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, and Lawrence does not go home until he. Helps his when he helps gets what he wants, that, he'll go yeah. home. Yeah. So back to the epics that we've got on this list: Ben Hur, Spartacus. Mm-hmm. You said Titanic. I said Titanic. Most of the war movies we watch don't. I don't feel like classic. No, classified. that's a war movie. So I'm gonna take out Apocalypse now. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot we watched King Kong. The original. One, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, and like in my head, I classify like epics as being. 
movies like this, movies like you said, Gone with the Wind, Ben Hur, Spartacus, Lawrence of Arabia, these movies, like, we'll big, like touring roadshow movies, the I ones that have are... intermissions in the middle exactly. of them, basically. And Gone with the Wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think these are in the correct order. <clears throat> I think they it should be Ben Hur, Spartacus, Lawrence of Arabia, sorry, Titanic, Lawrence of Arabia, Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. I think Gone with the Wind is the top one. Yeah. I think because, okay. There's a lot more going for Gone with the Wind. This too. is not on the film registry, is it? Yes, it is. 91. Is sorry, okay. I didn't I did not say that. It <clears throat> no, was entered okay. in the yeah, film registry in 1991. But again, going back to the film registry, it's supposed to be okay. I guess I was about to what I was about to say now I realize why. Um, you know, supposed to be influential on like American like yeah. cinema. Why is it on this list if it does not take place in America with nope. no American characters? Nope. But it affected people like it was it was influenced by John Ford, who's yeah. an American director. It influenced Spielberg, who is an American director. So mm-hmm. I understand that. Where it's it may not it may not be like an American film, an, a, a, important like culturally significant to America, like America. Because history, unlike Gone with the Wind. Right. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry, I lose my voice. Gone with the Wind, which is like the American epic. Right. It like tells the story of. Especially from a different view, and I'm getting into Gone with the Wind for next week, but tells, you know, the viewpoint from, you know, that a lot of people don't see, you know, from the Southern viewpoint, because right. the North a won. A Southern and a woman's viewpoint. Yeah. So the, North, double. the North won, and as we all know, the victors write history, mm-hmm. not the losers. Right. So, therefore, Gone with the Wind is an interesting take, because it's... It's from a it, different point of view than we're used to. And it, I'm not going to get more into that. Oh, this dropped two spots, by the way. Here's what here's what's happening. Lawrence of Arabia dropped two. It was number five. Gone with the Wind dropped two. It was number four. That's because Singing in the Rain bumped itself in from number 10 to number five. Hmm. Or to number 10 to number five. And then Raging Bull moved 20 places. So See, that's what bumped him down. I'm really curious. And to, then Casablanca to, and the Godfather flip-flopped again. <laughs> Like I'm, they like to do. I'm really curious to see Singing in the Rain and uh, Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially after having watched movies like I'm Lawrence of Arabia and Gone, Gone with the, the Wind, Wind and being like, and okay, Schindler's List. Why and- is why are those two movies? Because I've never seen either one. Uh, of them, yeah. Why are those two movies higher than these? What is about them? So I'm assuming and Singing I, in the Rain is like the epitomal. I need to go musical. in to Singing in the Rain just completely blank mm-hmm. because I've had people force expectations on me already oh, yeah, with no. it and I'm just like don't because if you do that too much I won't like it mm-hmm. if you go in telling me it's not a hype thing it's like oh this is the best musical ever you know this is the great musical blah 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 is this is it on here because it is the quintessential like American musical film right which I'm you know just I'm guessing based upon yes. where it's at I'm guessing yes but then it's are like are we not okay, counting I mean, the Wizard of Oz as a musical then or... But then it's like, okay, so if it is... And again, we are getting way ahead of ourselves, but singing if it and dancing is... Singing and Dancing movie? Is it the Singing and Dancing movie? Right. If it is... So there's no Then dancing, what right? is it about it that makes it mm-hmm. so, like... No, I think at this point where we are in the list, it's okay to talk about what's coming up. Right. Because... And again, with Raging Bull, I've seen it not in a long time, mm-hmm. and I didn't really pay attention to it the first time I saw it, so I'm going in not remembering much of anything. It's going to be inter- it's, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting. I have a feeling we have to eat Italian when we watch it. We probably again. will have to. And The Godfather. Oh, we are going to have to with The Godfather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Italian has to go that time. That time, because they're long. Yeah. Um, 
No, I completely understand. I think like we this... did that the last Godfather movie yeah. we watched too. <laughs> we got Italian house and then watched the Godfather part too. Um, I feel like no, I feel like I feel like you're right that even though this movie, going back to Lawrence of Arabia, even though it's not a American made, I mean it is. It's it was distributed by Columbia, so we, technically oh, yeah. it is an American, an American made, studio. An American studio, and I'm sure. And these are all actors that have been in American movies. Right, I'm checking know. something. But it's like I feel like you're you're onto something by saying it it heavily influenced a whole generation of filmmakers who have gone on to then make more movies that are on, on this list or are you know like you said with Spielberg and Martin Scorsese and like all these directors mm-hmm. that we are you know that are and neither the director American. nor the producer nor the source material the writer of the source material. Is American. Right. No one so in this movie is American. It's it's it's, it's but the, yeah. But you said it uses like the Panavision camera, and a Panavision, yeah. I believe, is an American company. So it's it goes back to the whole. So an American is a Japanese Panavision. Yeah, I thought Panavision was American. American. Okay, fair enough. Um, oh, but Jesus, it's it's Mary it's Joseph. one of those where it's like yes, I I understand why it's because of its impact on film and the you know the culture and storytelling because now you have a four-hour movie that you can have where you can tell a lengthy story you know without having to rush right. while at the same time also not having to like be ridiculously slow it it yeah. plays out i think in that's a the problem pace. with a ben with ben her and um spartacus that we yeah. had because i i just recently listened to the spartacus episode again we didn't like it because it was Boring. It was boring and slow, and it's all about the pacing. This movie has a faster pacing. It's the early 60s, so the pacing was starting to change a little bit. Not for everything, because you go in the 70s and you have really slow pacing. Ben-Hur movies, is but... three years before. Where's Spartacus? Was Spartacus was I like 63, Spartacus. I think, or 59. Spartacus. 1960. 60. So it goes Ben-Hur, Spartacus. Spartacus. Lawrence of Arabia. Arabia. So, and it fe- feels like they perfected it more. Which, ironically, that is also the order that they are on this list. It is. So, it is. It's almost it's like... Chronological. A perf- it's chronological. It's a chronological perfection of a genre. Yeah, it that is. is. That's that's good, yeah. It is the... I think this is the shining, like, beacon of epic films. Like, this is the best for like, for, like, historic... Ha- histor- uh, no, historic Worldwide epic. historic, because yeah. Ben-Hur well, no, and Spartacus... No, just say historic. But because you have gone you have gone with the wind. That's above this. Oh, yeah, you're right. So... Male-driven... Because I'm going to say, the irony is that Gone with the Wind is... Uh, well, not irony, but the, uh, on the flip side, Gone with the Wind is No, it is, is a the, little ironic. Is, ...is a... That was number female one. ...female-led... Yeah. Yeah, yawn. Female-led long film mm-hmm. or this is a almost practically strict male <laughs> led film like it's kind of a, right. it's a it's the other side of the coin and in a completely different culture and right. diamonds time <laughs> all right ah. i'm we need to wrap this up jeff's losing i'm it. losing my voice <laughs> i can't keep going all right so, so next week next week and that's a good late we're almost at a half an hour yeah. so next week like we said we'll be gone with the wind yay yay uh, i haven't watched gone with the wind since middle school um, I don't know that I've watched it not on television from beginning to end in a while. It was it was like mid nineties since I watched it last because we went we used to take family vacations down to uh, South Carolina. <laughs> Did you watch Georgia. it in the car? No, we oh. didn't have we didn't have one in the car, but we watched okay. it when we got back nice. because it's like we had been to plantations and we'd been to. I mean, and this is places, a so. big deal movie. This oh, yeah. is a big deal. I really um, want to watch it as an adult now that I know more about what's going, what was going on. And it does not have a meta score. 
which is weird because I, I was I was I, I noticed that I, I happened to look at it yeah. the other day. It's so weird it doesn't have a meta score. Oh well. Uh, Gone with the Wind from 1939. It's approved. Three hours and 58 minutes. Drama, romance, war film. 8.2 out of 10 with no meta score. A manipulative Southern Belle carries a turbulent on a turbulent affair with a blockade runner during the American Civil War. I never read the uh, synopsis for. Uh, Lawrence Arabia. Lawrence Arabia. Sorry. Um, directed by Victor Fleming and others. That's right. It's another one and of those. two uncredited, like they got fired. It's another one of those, um, like The Wizard of Oz, where George just Cooker or going Cooker, through. who did um, Philadelphia Story, was yeah. one, and Sam Wood was another. It's another one where they say they keep switching through uh, directors. People got fired and right. rehired. So. Margaret Mitchell wrote the book that this is based on. Mm-hmm. And then Sidney Howard wrote the screenplay. Okay. And then it's starring, I'm just going to do the top people. Mm-hmm. Clark Gable, Vivian Lee, Thomas Mitchell, Barbara O'Neill, um, George Reeves. Oh, yeah. Original yep. Superman. Hattie McDaniel, Butterfly McQueen. I'm looking for, where is she? Leslie Howard and Olivia de Havilland. Nope. Yep. Who is still alive? Olivia de Havilland That's is still alive. She is 98 years old. It's his movie. I movie. think she's like the last surviving person because I think Butterfly McQueen passed away. Oh, in 95. I thought she was older than that. Was it Mammy who just passed? Hattie McDaniels who just passed away? No, 1952. Never mind. Anyway. Welcome, welcome to next week's episode, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I will before next week comes. We'll look up and see who the last surviving person all right. is. Like we did with the munchkin. Well, okay. then, everybody. It's all uphill from here. Uh, <sighs> we're at number six tomorrow, next week. Oh. Good night, Radio Rahim. <sighs> <laughs> Say good night, CK Dexter. Hey, Ben. I don't watch that when I get home. Really? Really, really. Every time I hear Catherine Hepburn mention it, I go, really. <laughs> <laughs> and never get off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it a laugh or is it a cough? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> but you can see Jeff's face right uh, now. I'm dying. Jeff's dying. Welcome to next week when it's just, just Lindsay. Lindsay and Colin's going to take over. <laughs> but just pretend that you didn't take over and that you've been here the entire time. time. Yep. All right. Bye, bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. I have to be the energy for everybody. Bye, Bye, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs) This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. (laughs) Ha, ha. I like the ending. <laughs>